0: Well, the transfer portal is the market that never sleeps. There truly is no offseason, and that's definitely the case for the Missouri Tigers. A couple pieces of football news for you. Plus, of course, Missouri took down number 15 Alabama this past Saturday in basketball. Is some of that success sustainable? And plus, Nick Bolton almost literally takes a victory out of Drew Locke's hands. All this and more coming up right now on Locked on Mizzou. You are Locked On Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hail you. Sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball. And today's episode is brought to you by Sonos. Experience the game like never before with Sonos Arc, the premium smart sound bar for TV, movies, music, gaming, and more. Visit Sonos.com to learn more. And you know what? The big news so far is... In the past couple days on the Missouri football beat, got to be Texas A&M freshman cornerback Drayden Norwood deciding that he is transferring to the University of Missouri. A very, very quiet recruitment considering that, well, I'm not even sure most Aggie fans were aware that Norwood was in the portal, but a kid that Missouri had recruited out of high school, and, well, obviously, ultimately, he ended up in College Station. But after a season in which Norwood Appeared in two games for the Aggies, recorded no tackles, no no statistics whatsoever. Well, he decided to go for perhaps greener pastures. A kid from Fort Smith, Arkansas, six foot one eighty. Pretty much every corner Missouri has recruited under Drinkwitz has hit at least that six foot tall barrier. So that's obviously something that they look for in defensive backs, and and Drayden Norwood certainly fits the bill. Obviously. Anytime you get corner depth, a guy who was a borderline four-star, high three-star player coming out of high school, he'll have all his eligibility left, four years to play for the Tigers. So hopefully that happens, but obviously in the world of the transfer portal, well, you never know how long anybody's going to be around, and certainly Missouri was in the running for John Rice Plumley, the former Mississippi quarterback turned wide receiver down at Ole Miss. Well, he's decided to take his talents down to Central Florida and play for the UCF Knights. So no more Plumley for Mizzou. Not a huge loss there in my opinion. Again, I don't think Plumley was really a candidate to be a starting quarterback for Missouri next year. First of all, let's make that clear once again. But as a sort of gadget-type player, maybe a, a just more depth in that receiver room, and yes, a potential fourth emergency quarterback, I could have seen adding him. But you know what? Frankly, I don't think Missouri's missing out on all that much with Plumley. I would almost rather see the young receivers – Develop and get better. The guys, like, of course, Luther Burden, but not only Burden, but guys who are already on the roster, like Dominic Lovett, like JJ Hester, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And quickly here, if y'all will indulge me, tonight is the national championship game, of course, Alabama against Georgia. Georgia, right now, a three point favorite, which I think surprised a lot of people, including myself when I initially saw it. You just had to think that, wow, Alabama kind of dissected the Bulldogs in their previous meeting not too long ago, right? Just a few weeks ago, and yet, overall, you look at it, and it's hard not to say that Georgia overall shouldn't be considered the better team. Alabama had trouble with Auburn. They lost to Texas A&M. Just weren't quite as dominant as they had been, at least certainly compared to the Georgia Bulldogs this year. But then again, well, when when the – When the time came, the SEC championship game, guess what? Georgia had the better coach and the better quarterback, and sometimes that's all that matters. And to be quite honest with all of you, I don't know which way to go on this. Because, again, Georgia being a three-point favorite, that tells you that the people who set the lines over at BetOnline.ag and elsewhere across the land... They kind of want you to take Alabama. They're begging the public to take Alabama. And I believe so far, the public has obliged. The vast majority of the money is on the Crimson Tide. So to me, I, I just, I've just i never been more flummoxed with a pick. I don't know who to pick. I really don't. big part of me thinks that Georgia is the better team still, and maybe with that amount of time to figure stuff out, they'll figure it out. But again, back to the coaches. Who do I think is going to make the better adjustments? Who has the history of winning these kind of big games? Well, of course, it's Nick Saban, and yes, Bryce Young is the best quarterback on the field, so I I couldn't ride the fence anymore. So that was a great segment, wasn't it, people? Way to tell me nothing, John. Two thumbs up. And by the way, before we transition to basketball, just one more football note that I and a lot of Missouri fans certainly found interesting, and that's Kevin Coleman, the five-star wide receiver, St. Louis area we know Luther Burden was the big catch, but number two in the area was certainly considered Kevin Coleman, and in a pretty, in a pretty stunning maneuver, he, like the Hunter kid before that, that Deion Sanders flipped from Florida State, the number one player in the country according to some outlets, well, Kevin Coleman heading on down to Jackson State, the historically black college. Wow. Not Division One, not FCS. Very, very interesting. These are certainly wild times. You know, of all the predictions I could have made about name, image, and likeness, I don't think one of them would have been, hey, Jackson State is going to start reeling in multiple five-star athletes. Not sure what to think of all that, but it certainly is interesting, no doubt about that. Like Eli Drinkwood says, you better adapt or get left behind. There's no question about that. And fortunately, the Tiger men's basketball team did a little bit of adapting on Saturday, and in part, that helped them to its biggest upset victory in about 25 years, if you can believe the ESPN stats and information people. Well, let's talk about that game, including... Kobe Brown's big game, but also his little brother, Caleb, showing some promise and some skills that could translate well for this team in particular, in my opinion. But you know what? Before we get there, I want to tell you again about our friends at Built Bar who have created, let's be honest, the greatest tasting protein bar ever devised by man or any other sentient being. Let's be real. And it's a new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. Well, I'll tell you what, Built Bar it's going to help you because occasionally you're going you're to veer off and want to treat. Well, guess what? Built Bar is perfect. It's covered in 100% pure chocolate. But here's the deal. It's low in calories, low in sugar, low in net carbs. But, of course, very high in protein with 17 grams of protein in just about every single one of these bars. So check them out at Built.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON when you go there, and you will get 15% off your next order. Once again, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Well, unfortunately, the Missouri women's basketball team came crashing back down to earth a bit last night, dropping one in Fayetteville, Arkansas, to the Razorbacks. And, well, you never know, considering Missouri's men's squad just pulled off a big-time upset against Alabama, They're heading to Fayetteville on Wednesday. Could a similar result be in store for the Tigers, another letdown loss? Quite possibly, yes. But at the same time, you look at Arkansas not playing its best basketball right now. I'll have to delve more deeply into what's going on with the Razorbacks, potentially. Obviously, every team is probably battling some form of covid one way or the other, right now. But the the Razorbacks have lost three straight to start to begin SEC play after being off to a pretty impressive start in the non conference season. But they've dropped three to Mississippi State, Vanderbilt, and a somewhat improved Texas A and M squad. It looks like. So that's where Arkansas is sitting. So we'll see if Missouri can actually improve. At least, hopefully take what they did last week and carry it over a little bit because to be honest though on paper going going in that Arkansas game Missouri looking like they're going to be about a 10, 11, maybe 12 point underdog I'd say probably double digits well again just for some context according to ESPN stats and info that was the biggest upset by Missouri in about 25 years in basketball. The Tigers were 14-point underdogs going into the Alabama game, and obviously they pulled it off outright. So just to give you some context on how big of an upset that really was, I mean, really it almost felt like that kind of win, again, because of how rare that is, This team needed some confidence, number one. I also think, number two, this team needed to pare its rotation down a little bit. And quite frankly, moving forward, I would play essentially the seven guys who played significant minutes in that Alabama game, plus Amari Davis going forward. As much as I love Anton Brookshire's potential, I still think he's got a lot of talent and potential for the future. I think right now he's probably got to sit on the bench in favor of Caleb Brown. I think Caleb Brown really earned an opportunity to be a part of this rotation moving forward, at least for the next few games, because he's bringing some things to the table that simply put, nobody else on the team has, and that's true point guard ability. Even just simple little things like crisp, accurate passes to Boogie Coleman when he's coming off a pin down screen, well, suddenly. You make a 31% three-point shooter, say, into a 39% percent shot if you get him that ball just a little bit earlier and right where he likes to catch it. Just little things like that I really noticed from Brown. And not only that, he's a very, very strong ball handler, and I mean that in a couple different ways. His body is so big, he's so unusually wide for that type of position and skill set and strong it's literally hard to take the ball away from him. Also because he's such a good ball handler, it's tough to take it from him too. He looks very, very much in control. Now, and frankly, down the stretch when Missouri was struggling a little bit against pressure, I really wanted Caleb to be in the game a little bit more, especially go offense, defense maybe with him and Ronnie DeGray. Just get one more ball handler out there, and I think he would have actually made the game a little bit easier to finish for the tigers you notice actually that missouri started off the second half by making 12 of its 18 field goal attempts but only four of its final 14 and frankly i don't think it's a total coincidence that caleb was involved a lot in the early part and not so involved in the latter part now of course his big brother kobe had some foul trouble there the last 10 minutes Right With 10 minutes left in the game, Kobe had, let's see, 26 points and 12 rebounds. So, man, he could have really had an all-time type stat line if he wouldn't have gotten into foul trouble. But even despite that, Kobe with an absolutely great game, he really is a tough person to stop when you have no rim protection because he's just a tough matchup for most bigger forwards or, or centers for certain They have trouble keeping in front of him. He's just got a nice in-between game where he can pull up from 15, 16 feet and put it on the dribble, and he's big enough to punish you in the paint as well. And by the way, again, just for a little bit more context here, on SEC Now after the game, they said Kareem Rush and Kobe are the only two Mizzou players in the last 25 years to put up 30 points and 10 rebounds or more against an AP-ranked opponent. So what do you need to know? What more do you need to know there? If anything, Kobe Brown should take what John Sunvold said early to season er, earlier in this season and really take it to heart. Kobe Brown needs to be aggressive because clearly he's Missouri's best player. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Now while I certainly thought Caleb Brown was an intriguing prospect coming out of high school I have to say the two questions that I had about him from his high school days still remain to me as a college player. We all saw him take that one three-pointer and miss it way long by a couple feet, right? Well, you know what? I can chalk that up to just a young man who hasn't played very much college basketball yet being a little bit nervous against the 15th-ranked team in the country where all of a sudden he's being counted on to play some big minutes. I'll give him a pass and say he's, he's still got a chance there. And actually, if you look at his high school numbers, his senior year he shot about 88% from the free throw line. Now, I haven't been able to get his three-point numbers, but that right there at least tells me that he has a solid a solid foundation of a shot. Now, he may not have the three-point range yet. I could certainly see that, but it does tell me that free throw shooting – is encouraging in itself, but then on top of that, you can maybe project forward and say, okay, maybe here's a kid who has a good enough shot, can't extend his range out to that college three, maybe he just hasn't done it yet. But then, I, to be honest though, defensively, I still question who he can guard. We haven't seen it yet, but I got to imagine, as much as I like that bigger body for him to be able to control the ball and bully his way into the lane at times, it probably has the opposite effect defensively of probably slowing him down a little bit laterally, right? I've got to imagine there are some quicker guards at the upper echelon of the SEC who would give him some real problems off the dribble. So, I don't know. We'll just have to see. To me, those questions remain. But at the same time, I think what you saw from Co- from Caleb Brown, excuse me, the younger Brown, his skill set is something that, Really, nobody else on the Missouri team has, and it's something we need. We need a ball mover, a a really strong ball handler, and and just a true point guard, quite honestly. So, Caleb Brown, let's see what you got the next few games, because certainly after Saturday, I'm intrigued. By the way, I thought Trevin Brazil showed a lot of promise once again, and I thought him and Kobe playing together as the two forwards with a five-out type offense was really effective, especially early and maybe something Missouri should keep doing moving forward. So let's talk a little bit more basketball and, of course, that big Nick Bolton touchdown for the Kansas City Chiefs. But you know what? Let's talk a little bit about gas. Am I right? Are we getting a little bit tired of the pump right now? I'm pretty sure you're tired of the pump. The price is at the pump because I know I am. Well, I have a solution for you. It's called Get Upside and my listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. All you have to do is just go get on your phone, go to your app store and download the free Get Upside app. It's really as simple as that. But here's an here's what's even better. Not only can you get a quarter on every gallon of gas, heck, I'll give you 50 cents on every gallon of gas when you use the promo code SCORE on your GetUpside app. Once again, that's promo code SCORE for up to 50 cents cash back per gallon on every gallon of gas that you get. Again, that first gallon up to 50 cents, but every gallon after that, you're going to get 25 cents off. There's really no upside, it's all upside. Once again, at Get Upside, download it on your phone and use the promo code score. Now, for as much as I am optimistic about Caleb Brown, well, if you're going to be optimistic about the Tigers moving forward this season, let's be honest, it's got to mostly be about Trevin Brazil, right? We we know Kobe Brown's a really, really good player, and maybe he's making a backdoor case for player of the year even in the SEC right now. That might be going a little far, but seriously, moving forward from Missouri, the combination of Kobe Brown and Trevin Brazil those guys play really, really nicely together because, of course, neither one of those guys is a center, right? Even Trevin Brazil is only listed at 6'9, 215 pounds. But my goodness, his shot blocking ability is astonishing, really. I, I'm stunned at how good he is at that already. Now, you know he's a, okay, he's 6'9, he's got long arms, and he's, he's really athletic. You're not surprised that he can jump up in the air and make contact with a basketball. I'm surprised at this age at how good his timing is, and seemingly his understanding of help defense has been really, really strong, considering he's played, what, six games, I believe? I'm pretty sure Alabama was his sixth game in college so far. And just the last three, he started to play more than 20 minutes a game, so starting to settle in a little bit. Some really, really impressive stuff from him on the defensive end of the court, and again, when he... When he leaves his man to go help, so far there hasn't been a lot of downside to that. You see, sometimes the young guys, well, the young shot blockers, they're so excited to get a a, a shot block, well, they forget their responsibilities. They forget about actual team defense. Well, I haven't seen that problem from Brazil yet whatsoever. Then on the offensive end of the court, he's at least a good enough of a floor spacer that he's a threat to at least shoot a three. I don't know how great of a three-point shooter he is yet, but... He'll, he's at least willing to take him, and he's knocked down three of them so far in his short career. That, coupled with his truly elite ability already to dive to the basket, and again, the ability to not only be athletic in terms of jumping, just pure jumping ability, but that catch he made, that was not the easiest catch and finish in the world I've seen on that one alley-oop finish he had. So not only not only is he able to catch that ball and finish it with authority in the dunk, even just the threat of him diving to the basket at times was enough to open up the floor for op- for open shooters for Missouri. So... Trevin Brazil, a really, really impressive piece, kind of a diamond in the rough. And, you know, for all of the recruiting misses that Conzo Martin's gotten deserved crap for in the last few years, well, you got to give him credit for unearthing this kid because Trevin Brazil really, really looks like a keeper. And if you're a Missouri fan, hey, let's play some five out offense. Let's play Trevin Brazil at least 25 minutes, hopefully 30 minutes a game going forward here in the SEC because. For as young and inexperienced as he is, he looks like he's ready for it. He looks like he's ready for more of a piece of the pie, not a smaller one, that's for sure. So I'm really looking forward to watching him play basketball the last few weeks here. At least Missouri fans have something to grab on to. And of course, finally, not a lot of real analysis to be done on the incredible Nick Bolton 86-yard fumble return. Unfortunately, it did come at Drew Locke's expense. Drew maybe played one of the best games I've seen him play in the NFL, at least in his Denver career so far. Whether he's played better games in Missouri, I don't know. He probably did. But just for the NFL alone, I thought Drew was pretty impressive on, on Saturday night. I really did. So, unfortunately... That was a tough way for it to end, that for Drew anyway, the Melvin on Melvin violence as Melvin Ingram smashed into Melvin Gordon, forced the fumble. Nick Bolton goes all the way, and as Patrick Mahomes said, almost pulled a Daniel Jones by losing his balance there. Uh, you go back and watch; you'll tell what he was talking about. A little bit of a stumble there at the middle that I didn't notice live, that probably made Patrick a little nervous. But I was much too busy while that was while that play was happening, completely losing my mind as a Kansas City Chiefs fan and as a Missouri Tigers fan. That's about as exciting of a play as the chiefs have had in recent years. And that's coming from a team that's had a heck of a lot of exciting plays the last three, four seasons or so. So thanks once again for making locked on Mizzou, your first listen every day. Join me next time as we talk more Missouri basketball, more Missouri football, whatever comes about. And, of course, we will recap the Missouri-Arkansas game when the time comes. Now make your second listen, Locked on Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked on Bets with your boy Q and expert analysis from Lee Sterling. It is free and available on all platforms. So until next time, I am John Miller, and this has been Locked on the